0: The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edgeboost. Edgeboost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash P-O-O-L.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the hockey gambling podcast, all the sports gambling podcast. Eric, my name is Tyler Jenkins. Joined with our hosts, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer, gentlemen. How the hell are we doing tonight?
0: Doing doing fantastic here on a uh, whatever night we decide to publish this. Uh, We're recording this uh, early in the can, but still plenty of uh, evergreen content we're talking about today. So, uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, A few more drinks in than I was last show, but I'm feeling good.
2: I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Vancouver is known for its um, narcotic proclivities. It's its love for um, crack. (laughs) So uh, the other day I was on the bus this guy's just just smoking up a big old crack pipe right next to me on the bus. The fucking oily smell going up and down. And I got my beer out there. So uh, uh, I guarantee you. Actually, I won't say guarantee. I've laid the odds. Minus 250 that if a cop came along, he'd tell me to pour the beer out before he told him to fucking stop smoking crack. That's just how we do <laughs> things around here. It's serious, man. It's fits fucking nuts. Like you go down the street, there's people smoke crack. so don't give a shit. If You walk around with a beer, that's fucking. Uh, you're you Darth Vader or something. You, you need to go to a concentration camp. It's no good. Um, but yeah, just people smoking crack on the on the bus is a, is not uncommon around here. Did you guys have Dare up in Canada,
0: or is that a US thing? Oh yeah, had,
2: for all the good it did us.
0: Yeah, it oh, did fantastic.
1: We yeah. had, we had racing against drugs. I don't think it was Dare. It's like some race, and it was like.
2: They tried to incorporate cars into it. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. Uh, most most of it here was just fucking trying to get you to not smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yeah.
1: We had a lot of... Yeah, you're right. Huh? A lot of anti-tobacco campaigns going on. And that, that look country. at you, Joel. How'd that work out? Right? Yeah. Just smoke them even harder. <laughs> I, had, I had an excursion. So we went out... We had a day planned. When was, I think it was Saturday night or whatever. We we're like, okay, I'm going to cook a bomb ass dinner on Sunday. So we're going to go to this sick butcher. There's this place, this area in Toronto, it's called like Kensington Market. It's full of fucking hipster losers. And like, we don't go there too often, but it's literally right beside Chinatown. Like, there's like Spadina Street and then Kensington's off to the side. Anyways, there was, there's this wicked butcher, though, in Kensington Market. So I was like hell yeah I want to grab all this shit and then we're gonna go and I need a new pot like a sauce pot because I need a fucking big boy for making stocks and shit so anyways there's all the, the butcher the fucking stock pot like the pot place and then fucking there's this dim sum place it was all within like three minutes of ourselves so we're like hell yeah we're fucking getting this done it's gonna be wicked so we went there we got it went to the butcher got all of our meat it was fucking wicked went we got a sick pot it's massive I think it's like 10 quarts like can do so much stock in it i'm so excited uh then we went for dim sum and i was like okay we haven't been to this dim sum place we're gonna try it out i was telling in the discord joel i ate duck's feet i was thinking of you i'm like yeah i'm gonna get (laughs) duck's feet just from my boy it's pretty good um but one thing i go in there and i'm looking around and like i'm looking you know like you look at other people's tables and stuff and all i see is like cans of coke cans of sprite water chinese tea juice and i started thinking to myself i'm like oh dear god no Oh, heavens, no. <laughs> heavens, no. And so the lady comes. I'm like, y'all got any beer? And she's like, no. Nah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's so round. I'm like, fuck. We don't have any beer. So it was good, though. So we went her I already had a couple pints. So you know, I had one on the subway or bus going down there and shit. So I was feeling all right. But I wanted to keep that buzz going, you know. So anyways, we eat our food and shit. And then we're going to get on the bus to go back to the subway station to go home. And I see, you know, I can see the bus down the street, but there's a lot of traffic and there's an LCBO right across the street. I'm like, babe, I'm going, I'm going to grab some road beers here. man. I got to get one. I got to keep this bus going because we had to go to a different grocery store after to get a couple more things to for the meal. Anyway, so I run across the street. And, like, there's no line. I'm like, this is fucking perfect. So I'm just running in. I knew exactly what I wanted. Got two fucking cold, just big old beers. I go to get up to the desk. And as soon as I get up to the till, there's, like, five people that just beat me to it and got in line. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so one guy goes up. And this guy's got, like, fucking, like, 12 bottles of wine, like, different bottles. I'm like, holy shit. And they're trying to cut down on fucking bags now these days because all these losers want to save the fucking environment. So they're boxing all these cocksuckers up. And everybody else is going to this other hill and this is some fucking hipster loser that likes talking to everybody so he's talk talk talking and i look out the window and i'm next to go up and i just see the bus go zipping by i'm like oh jesus christ you know felt bad for my girlfriend because i made her wait so i get road beers and we just missed the bus so anyways we're standing there waiting for the bus stop and we're just like shit and she turns around she's like yo there's a mushroom store right there it's just a store that just sells fucking mushies so i'm like well shit we're just waiting anyways i'm Gonna we'll go buy some mushies. So walk in there, <laughs> just ring ring on the bell, and just buddy opens it up. You know, it's like the door unlocks, opens it up. I come walking in. I'm like, all right, you know, fuck I'll buy you know seven grams, and it was like sixty bucks or something. A little pricey, a little expensive. But I was like, All right, whatever, you know. So just randomly bought some fucking mushrooms, and then we're sitting there waiting for the bus. And like, well, this is fucking taking forever, might as well just walk to the subway. But, anyways. None of that would happen if the dim sum place didn't have beer. So I got, we got home, we drank a bunch, we made some fucking fresh mojitos with our fresh mint we're growing. We had fucking, just a big old pitcher of mojitos, and then we just had some mushies, and we just sat out on the balcony for like three hours just listening to fucking 80s hair metal, just tripping balls and fucking flying. I had a pretty good Saturday, boys. So hell yeah.
0: I was going to say, I I thought I saw you you were a pretty fun guy this weekend.
1: I was
2: oh, oh, oh,
1: oh. <laughs> it, it was it was it was good. We had a good time. Is, it,
0: is that legal in Toronto is that like a, is it like a dispensary no. or it's no, just like yeah, some...
1: it's like essentially a dispensary, but we used to have that before they legalized weed too. like there was dispensaries. They just weren't really legal. but like they're fucking everywhere, man, you look around and you just see all these stores that just literally you just walk in and just buy mushies. It's awesome. Heaven. I don't know. do you have that, Joel? Do you guys have that in BC?
2: Fuck if I don't I hate mushrooms.
1: Oh, you suck, dude. They're the best man there's this building across the street from me me and the building were pals for the night yo it was just <laughs> it, the building was really digging the guns and roses every time they guns and roses would come on the building would just start fucking like fucking compressing and moving and getting big and shit. I was like hell yeah this thing loves guns and roses but then fucking warrant came on and it was not digging the warrant so i don't know anyways it was a hell of a good saturday night everybody go check out the sports gambling podcast network website that's the place to be tons of stuff going on in the world of sports not really though there's no hockey There's no fucking basketball. There's barely any football. Oh, we got CFL. I even think the USFL is going into playoffs, so that's going to be fucking done soon. Uh, There's baseball, though. Uh, Ryan, anything new in the world of baseball?
0: Uh, There's some home runs being hit. Uh, Some pitchers are throwing strikeouts, so it's an exciting time.
1: All right. Well, there you go. That's that's how she goes in baseball. Uh, Anyways, you can find all that information at the SGPN website. Uh, Be sure to check out the articles. A lot of love goes into those articles man, and uh, uh, listen to the other shows too, check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake, those guys are always killing it um, yeah, you can find all that on the website and of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord Discord's always popping off, baby uh, people are still having a good time in there man, lots of conversations been going on we've just been talking, shooting the shit people are talking about, like, bets on other sports, because that's uh, the hockey channel is fucking where it's at, man, so tons of great stuff going down there, be sure to get your ass in the Discord uh, if you're not in the Discord, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter, or point you in the right your action or you can reach out to the hgp twitter account or uh fuck i don't know something i got nothing you fucking joel's not gonna help you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah get in get in that discord sgwn slash discord or just search for the Podcast network, uh, network discord there good time in there the hockey channel it is the best channel it's not always just hockey all the time whatever sport is going on Uh, Yeah, and also make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Island Podcast if you're listening to this off-season show without any real odds talk. I'm assuming you are. Uh, If you are subscribed and you have not left us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, you're just a complete coward, so make sure you do that. Also, turn on the uh, auto-download so you get the episodes in your feed as soon as they are published.
1: All right, we're going to jump into some new stuff around the league here. Um, Apparently... uh I don't know where this is being reported. I think I saw something floating around, though. But apparently, uh, Brad True Living, GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, had a nice meeting with Sheldon Keith throughout the offseason here and established that Sheldon Keith is going to be his guy going forward. Now, it's not official. He hasn't officially signed an extension here. He is still signed for the remainder of this upcoming season. Um, personally... I think this is just kind of an optics move like you can't have your head coach coming in and being a lame duck head coach at this stage in the game for this team because if things start going a little bit sideways they're just going to look like the star player is just going to look and be like hey fucking what do we care with what you say anyways chances are you're just fucking out the door next year or even before that anyway so to me it's optics either if Keefe's going to be your coach for this year then you have to give him an extension and if you're going to go with someone else then you just fucking fired him and clearly they haven't fired him which makes you think yes Sheldon Keefe will be back for next season as the coach of Maple beliefs here. Uh, even if it's just the MLSC, you know, there's fucking there's no salary cap when it comes to coaches or shit like that. So it doesn't really matter. Even if they got to pay him another couple year or two, those fucking scumbags at Rogers have sure as shit have a lot of money. Same with those losers at Bell. So it shouldn't matter. But they're cheap as fuck, anyways, because they suck. Uh, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, you know, I as from a coaching point of view, I really like Sheldon Keith. I know he. You know, there's an argument and a lot of people are saying around the Leafs nation that, yes, this guy has been out coached every year in playoffs. Um, you know what it comes what it comes down to it from that point of view is you put your best players on the fucking ice. And if the likes of Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and William Nylander, to a lesser extent, aren't really showing up, then fuck, what are you supposed to do, man? Those, those are your those are your horses. And if your horses aren't running, then you, you can't sit there and blame the coach. Um Yeah, overall, this guy, I think I saw something like within 250 games, he has like the top winning percentage in the history of the NHL or close to it or something stupid like that. Again, a lot of that can have to do with the success of the Toronto Maple Leafs throughout the regular season, which albeit means absolute fucking dick all. But still, hey, you know, you got to win to get there. And this team's done a hell of a lot of winning, just not when it counts. But uh, I'll run through a fucking wall for Sheldon Keefe, man. I don't know if you guys ever watched that All or Nothing Leafs documentary that came out a few years ago in the bubble, the Toronto-Montreal year but uh, you got an insight. The narrative for this guy was that he was uh, just a pushover. He was a player's coach and he would just do whatever you want. That's definitely not the case, man. A lot of people still think that's it. But this guy wears his fucking heart on his sleeve. And, you know, there, there's a scene when he, he literally skated up to Jimmy VC on the ice and just said, you're fucking vanilla out here. You know, if you want to stick around, you got to fucking do something. You got to find a game. Right. And so that's not something you'd technically think of from a from a pushover kind of coach. But uh, I I don't know. I like Sheldon Keefe. I'm sure you guys might have different opinions. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I hope that he stays and I hope he has success. I
0: I think you hit on something that that's pretty important. Is that like, yeah, you might. There's only so much coaching you can do in the playoffs when it comes to, you know, Austin Matthews, John Tavares. William Nylander, Newlander, and Mitch Mitch Martin. Like those those are your your are your four guys. You're throwing their guys out there the majority of the time. First line, second line. Though guys, those guys are on that line. If they don't perform, it doesn't matter what he does. It does not matter what he does in the regular season. They can win the president's trophy. They could sweep the first round. If they don't get past the second round, he's probably done anyway. Unless there's some unless there's some it's a it's a big opponent that goes on to win the cup, which seems to at least happen or reach the cup final. And this might be a hot take, but like all coaches are lame duck coaches. Like, Peter, the Flyers f- fired Peter Laviolette three games into the season one year. Like, these coaches don't count against cap hit. The, the, these GM's owners just, just pay them if they fire them. There, there's teams out there paying two, three coaches, four coaches, I'm sure, at a time. So, like, these coaches, you can say he has a five-year, six-year contract. It doesn't matter. You can fire coaches at, at any point. It's not a buyout. There's no cap hit. I don't know if there should be. I don't know if there should be some sort of— penalty or or maybe more of an an incentive to keep the same coach. But yeah, I I don't think that really matters too much if if Sheldon Keefe is a lame duck coach when you know it's pretty much conference final, if not more robust for a team like that. But yeah, this is what. I think you should have came back. I think maybe they were waiting to see what happened with the Rangers. Uh, Elliot Friedman also speculated about that, but they got La Violette. So yeah, Keith gets another, another crack of the can here with, uh, with Toronto and hopefully for, for his sake and for, for talent's sake, most importantly, they can, uh, they can pull something out.
2: Those, uh, billionaire owners didn't become billionaires because they, uh, they, uh, threw money away on, on things that weren't working. Um, yeah, they don't want to pay those coaches for four or five years when they're not even working for them. That's for sure. So I do think that the contract matters, especially it's, in the eyes. It's,
0: it's a drop in the bucket when it's like $3 million for a coach for
2: for someone with a net for, for net some, worth of some. Some owners are poorer than others. Like if uh, you're the Coyotes, for instance, you're definitely not going to be doing that shit. Um, but no, the the, the the rich guys, they they, they don't want to waste that money. That's for sure. Look, look how hard they negotiate for the most petty shit. Yeah. Um, we don't even let their guys go to the fucking Olympics. Uh, yes, goalie, totally. I love yes. it. But if more importantly, for in the eyes of the players, like the players know that this guy, the ownership does, doesn't or management doesn't trust this coach. So why why should we we, we uh, trust him so much? So I do think that at least a a sh- short extension is is in order for um, you know just to build some kind of confidence in the coach, even if uh, yeah you're right, like they they do. They do fire coaches all the time on longer contracts, but they definitely prefer not to. Um, I'm surprised that, uh, yeah, like Aquilini fucking uh, with uh, Boudreaux, that's, you know, he should have fired him being the last year, but he, like he, like I said, he didn't want to pay two coaches at the same time. So uh, he let him coach half the year and then took on Talkit. Uh Anyway, yeah, that, that's my perspective. Um, I do think that the Leafs should change things up, though. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, I would want <laughs> Keith back.
1: Oh, they're running it back completely just without Duvis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we
2: doing? Yeah, so that's a concern. But you guys do have a lot of uh, unsigned players, so it'll look it'll look a lot different. But it'll be the same fucking core four, and then most of the uh, you know most of the D's going back, same coach. So yeah, that's a concern, and yeah, you got to have some new ideas at least. And I think a new coach could have done that. At least you'll get a a new assistant coach, right? With Carberry leaving for him where did he go again? Was it, uh, or is he, is he in Washington I or is, yeah, yeah Washington, I think, I
0: think. Was Washington. Arizona or, or no Anaheim got, uh, the older guy. College guy yeah.
2: So yeah, uh, new assistant coach, maybe, maybe that gets going. I don't know, but, uh, that, that'd be my concern if I was the Least fan.
1: The, uh, Ryan, you brought up a good point there when you said, I, I think this kind of puts it in a bit of perspective. I heard, I forget where I heard this. It was a couple of years. Ago. I think it might have been from Anthony Lynn when he got fired from head coach of the Chargers. i th- Right? I think he said coaches are just hired to be fired, and it's like honestly, it's kind of true. Like eventually, everybody has a fucking shelf life, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Very intriguing. But one thing I want to get uh, get ahead of a little bit here because I'm starting to see this brew. I listen to a lot of like Leaf podcasts. Obviously, I'm on Leafs Twitter and shit, and. We're starting to see this narrative that, oh, they need to win a second round or else they're in trouble. It's like, what are we fucking talking about here, okay? For the expectation for any fucking team in the NHL should be to win the fucking Stanley Cup. For years we had it, they got to win one round, they just got to win one round. Now it's they got to win two rounds. We're getting ahead of this and we're fucking nipping this in the butt before it's a fucking thing. It is a failure if this team does not win the fucking Stanley Cup. If this team can make it to the finals, you know, whoop-de-doo, yeah, that's big straws. Maybe people deserve some accolades. But guess what? The expectations should be to win the goddamn Stanley Cup. So I don't want to hear any of this, oh, now they just need to get out of round two. They need to win two rounds. Get the fuck out of here, okay? They need to win a goddamn Stanley Cup. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, th- this this I think might be a hot take, but like, It's disappointing when you're a team like that, that is like, okay, if you like, like the Bruins this year, no matter what happened, unless they won the cup, it would have been a failure. Like, and winning the cup would have been, I feel like a relief. Like they couldn't enjoy that ride while like someone like the Panthers were able to kind of, not even the Panthers, like a team like that, that was, was a fun team that had a playoff race. Like. Like it almost sucks as 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 a fan. Like I remember back when the Phillies won the World Series in 08 and they went back there in 09. I wasn't happy they made the World Series. I wasn't. I, I wasn't. It was completely disappointing that they, that they didn't just do the job. And I'm sure, Joel, you felt that too with the ABS this year. Like you even said it. Like you expected them. You. I mean, also due to like the injuries and like what team and what what path they faced, But like you expected them to to not repeat. So that's a kind of things that's on the pressure of the team and that and that gets to the fan base too
2: yeah, yeah it, for me it was like once you get the first cup like you, you're just terrified of them not winning anything ever but once you get the first cup like that's why this year was kind of like uh you know obviously I still wanted them to win but it wasn't as nearly as um pressure packed like last year was and then the year they, before get that, leeway, right? they get a bit of leeway right they got a bit of leeway you know no, they just exactly play.
1: but yeah if you're a, it's just
2: expectations are different too right
1: but if you're a team like, like do you Would you guys now keep in mind that the way that they got bounced, you know, obviously sucks ass and there's no way they can be happy about it. But if you're a team like Carolina, you're not happy with this season. You know, you made it to the conference finals. That's what, but you know what? You had aspirations and you had a team built to win the fucking Stanley cup. You're a team like Dallas stars. Are you happy with your season? No, you know, great. You made it to the conference finals. You should have cup aspirations, but obviously Dallas to a lesser extent than a team like Carolina. And it's Carolina's in a kind of a weird zone because how they got swept in the semifinals, but still, man, like, You have to have that Stanley Cup championship mentality. And I'm telling this, I'm not telling this to the players, because the players know it, the coaches know it, the management know it. They don't need to hear this. But to the fucking fans, everybody going out there saying, "Oh, if they made the conference finals, I'd be happy with it. Well, guess what? You shouldn't, and you're a fucking loser.
0: It depends what team you're a fan of. If the Flyers made the conference final next year, I'd be fucking ecstatic. But I think, yeah, the Stars, they, they have a few years left with their, like, overlap of veteran and people but but the hurricanes if i'm a hurricanes fan i'm just like okay this team is making the playoffs every year they have a chance to go deep every year the hurricanes i think are one of the over the next like five ten years they're they're gonna win a cup if not make multiple cup cup finals but
1: but be careful like tell that to san jose sharks fans right now remember how good that team used to be for like at least like seven years and yeah they made it to the finals one year lots of conference finals things like that but guess what they never got it done so uh
0: i I, I don't know if i think too highly of carolina but just carolina is just so good at like cycling in players when they're younger and i mean we'll see what happens this is uh the last year on the contract for aho uh tara vinen they just is going to be a, a, a RFA. They have some UFAs this year. So yeah, th- these next few years are going to, because that's what screwed the sharks is that they, they paid uh, Carlson too much. They got him. They paid plastic too much. They're paying for that. Still like that. That's what happens. It's it's a matter of the the front office being smart enough to, you know, utilize their assets. That's fair. All right. Uh, we are brought to you by bird dog shorts. Bird dogs make you look good. Point blank, Uh, their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better because regular shorts have that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud neck fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stick sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. You, know, you have this. you had this chafing going on in the summer, you go to the beach, you go to the pool, whatever. Bird Dogs, it, it, it gets rid of all that. So go to birddogs.com pool and enter code pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You will not want to miss out on this or take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you.
1: All right, we're going to jump into a little bit more news here. Uh, pretty interesting quote from a, from an outsider of the league looking in, but I've got to agree with him. He's absolutely spot on. Uh, UFC president Dana White and slap league president Dana White. Have you guys seen that shit? Yeah,
0: that's good stuff. No,
2: up. never. When's a Slap League
0: gambling podcast coming out? Can I hit up up Sean and Kramer about that, I guess?
1: It'll probably be soon, once you can start gambling on it. Uh, Anyways, UFC president and noted Slap League president, Dana White, slams the NHL Marketing Committee uh, with a hell of a quote saying, they're a bunch of old fucking dumb people that have absolutely no idea what's going on. And I got to say, I absolutely agree with this guy. We talked a lot about... uh, a lot about the NHL and what I think about who's running the show a little bit a couple of shows ago uh, and this is just another thing it seems like they have a they have an internal mindset about how advertising should be done and how more importantly how it has been done over the past 10 15 years and they're just simply not growing the game they're not widening the landscape they're not moving along with uh, what leagues at the NFL are doing you know even even simple s- small mega deals to bring in revenue. And this isn't even just advertising. This should be more from like marketing, which I guess is what he said. I'm just a fucking idiot and saying it wrong, but it, it it's true. Like how do you market the game? How do you drive money? Not even how do you get exposure to the, for, to the fans and to people that aren't fans, but how, do you bring in and generate alternative revenue and income into your league so that everybody can start making more money and you can have a more successful league and this is a guy that fucking knows how to do it he's taking a lot of things from the ground all the way up and uh he called it right they're just a bunch of fucking old dumb people that have absolutely no idea what they're doing and more importantly i'm gonna add on to it
0: they're simply stuck in their ways yeah i think I feel like this, was, this was a great thing to follow up your rant a few shows ago yeah this is they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea what's going on. And so They. they, one of the games, of the Stanley Cup final, they panned to like the suite they had of like these younger fans NHL influencers, whatever. I had not heard of one of them. And like, I'm fairly active on hockey Twitter. I, I want to think about like, I know like, like the, like the, like the quote unquote famous guys from there, like the bigger cans from there, but like, no, no one wants to see these, just these teenage teenage people just, don't know the game. Don't they don't know how to how to get to the game. And It's most. it comes back to the marketing. It comes back to the NHL. It comes back. They don't know how to market their stars. And it can't be Oh, McDavid doesn't have any cups or these guys will have any cups. Like you, you saw Kachuk made the cup final. He was a star. You see other sports. Uh, Shoei Ohtani has not made the playoffs yet in his career. Everyone knows his name. Mike Trout. Everyone knows him. He hasn't made the playoffs in in seven or eight years, these guys in baseball you you hear about, these guys in basketball that, that are a huge star. Zion Williamson is not even fucking playing a game in the playoffs. And, and he's a huge star. You have uh, Bradley Beal what was big in rumors. He got finally got traded. He hasn't won a playoff series in a while. Like like you're you're able to to market guys if they haven't won a Stanley Cup. And that can't be an excuse because you see these Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup now. Jack Eichel should be all over the place and he's not. Marcia Stowe, Con Smythe winner should be all over the place, and he's not. Phil Kessel, all these guys. You can, you can go down the line with these guys who just give them some sort of marketing deal. Sponsor them somehow. Nathan's Hot Dogs, bring up fucking Phil Kessel for the July 4th hot dog eating contest. How fantastic would that be? That would never happen in the NHL. If it was a different sport, maybe. NHL, I don't know if it's stuck in their ways. I don't know if it's just too expensive to for a young fan to, to get, I, I, to play, whatever. I don't know what it is, but the NHL just— consistently has done a horrible job marketing. It's sad to see. We've been saying it for 10, 15 years now. Maybe, you know, since the lockout, pretty much. Since their first lockout 20 years ago, they have not recovered whatsoever. And I don't know if it's Gary Bettman. I don't know. Go back and listen to Talon's Gary Bettman rant a few shows ago. That was fantastic. I don't know what it is. I don't have the answer, but if you paid me hundreds of thousands of dollars to work on it, I would figure out the answer. I would figure out something where the NHL didn't have the lowest rated stanley cup final in decades when there are people out there that have to illegally stream the game because the game's not on national television the club can, cup clinching game it's 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 an embarrassment what the nhl is right now it's going below mls in some cities which is just a complete disgrace as joel knows but nhl has to do better and i'm in no position to think that they will
2: well, this topic is—you uh, know—I'm totally out of my element here, fish out of water. So, uh, but I, I imagine you guys are probably right. I expect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it, it sounds smart. Um, I, I personally don't care too much about it as long as you know hockey is being played. As long I as it's in
0: it. it's it's in traditional markets, uh, that's all you care about.
2: Exactly, exactly. Why do you think the ratings are so low? Because nobody gives a shit about it in Florida. Um, yeah, yeah, you guys are right. Uh, I'm not going to say too much. Dana White, though, uh, UFC, they do a good job of uh, marketing their stars, so I guess he knows a thing about it. Um, yeah, I mean, look at Conor McGregor. and, uh, and he's, how, making, uh, he's, he's making exploding. headlines. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, fucking beating up mascots and, and raping women. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. It, it might just Allegedly. be a cash grab.
0: Whoa, whoa! Whoa! He's, we're, he's we're, done we're, enough. we're reporting both sides here on the Hockey Golden
2: Podcast. He's done enough dumb shit that we can we can uh, forego the allegedly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, fuck, fuck uh, Gary Batman, I guess.
1: You know what, man, Ryan touched on it too, and this is something that we've preached multiple times on the show before, and it's the one thing that simply the NHL doesn't have compared to literally every other sport, not even North America, but in the fucking world. You need to have your players that are able to transcend the game. That are able to become household names. Ryan, you touched on it. You named all those basketball guys. You know, do I know them? No, but I know their names. I've heard of them. The baseball players, Atani, Trout. Like, yes, I know those players. If you were to walk up to the average fan and be like, "Hey, you know who fucking Mitch Marner is?" They'd have no fucking clue. You know who Gabriel Landeskog is? They'd have no idea. These are some of the best players in the fucking world in the sport of hockey right now. How can you get these players to absolutely actually transcend the game? And a lot of it comes back to the the mindset that it's always been, dating back to like the 1930s. That the game comes first. You are—it is a privilege to play in the National Hockey League. You are lucky to play. Not—not not you deserve it. Not you earned it. You are lucky to play for—you know whatever team it might be the New York Rangers you know the fucking Montreal Canadians you should be honored for that and yes to an extent of course you should be but you know what these players fucking earned their way there and let them have personalities we talk about it all the time it's just the most boring fucking answers and I know we're beating a dead drum here you know we're beating a dead horse dead yeah that's a dead drum. Beating, a dead drum. <laughs> we're beating a fucking dead drum here about this one boys uh, it's the shit that we say all the time let them go out and have personality and I know you're starting to see that A little bit more. Why? Because fucking Mitch Marty can wear a silly hat to a game or something stupid like that. Or you know, like fuck off. Like let these players actually do shit. Let them like get fucked up. And honestly, like I. Give them a whole bunch of coke and put some cameras in there. Let's just see what happens. I guarantee you these will be the fucking funniest players in the goddamn time uh, in the world. Because uh, Hockey players are awesome, dude. Like, people don't realize how fucking sick hockey players actually are. Like uh, Some of the funniest moments of my entire life, and this is not even from a professional level, just taking place in dressing rooms alone. And I know that this shit just doesn't stop when you're playing in the NHL. That It's the same kind of atmosphere, but you know, these guys can be literally sitting there having the time of their lives, and then as soon as the camera comes in, there, they're just Fucking just turn into rocks. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's it's just that shitty fucking mindset that's always been there. That hey, this is how we operate in the NHL. You know, it's we ought to be professional at all time. Fuck that. Have some fun. Like, you see Connor Bedard even doing interviews sometimes, and you're like, holy shit! Like this kid. Uh, that's part of the problem right there. Is they get these kids, they reach these kids when they're 14 years old. Because let's face it, now you know. Like, when you're 14 years old, you know if you're making it to the NHL or not. Obviously, there's going to be a couple exceptions to the rule, but these kids fucking know. And they have people in their ear from day one saying, hey, you have to do the Sidney Crosby thing. You keep your mouth shut at all times. You give generic fucking interviews, this and that, all this fucking bullshit. And it sucks. And honestly, it's 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 hurting the league, man. We're we're last. There's no argument. Ryan touched on it. Even the MLS is passing us in certain cities. Like It's an absolute joke, man. So until you decide to change that, you, nothing's gonna nothing's gonna change, man. It's your players have to be fucking superstars, and you have to figure out how to make this game relevant again.
2: It's as simple it's, as that. It's ironic that the media wants the players to open up or whatever, but as oh. soon as they say something mildly controversial, they just throw it back in their face <laughs> and then uh, drive them over with a bus. Are you
0: big? Exactly. I was gonna, about to bring that up, but first, gonna shout out Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania Four for the NFL season is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. Underdog pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props. There's so many ways to win over on Underdog, and active in so many states. So head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. And yes, Joel, I was going to bring up that same exact point. Write it down. It's the fault of ha- some. of The fault falls on the media. You see Leon Dreisaitl talk about being pissy, and and that is a headline for for days. And that's something we still talk about because that is a a, a star showing personality because that that does not happen often. Like you don't see these guys. You like oh they say they say oh get okay, pucks in deep you know you got a greasy goal just gotta just gotta play your game you gotta win every shift gotta gotta battle gotta do this this stuff you don't want to hear that but when they when they show personality you don't want to hear that either because like they're not supposed to call anybody out or they're not supposed to say anybody didn't do their job or they're not supposed to say anything that doesn't go with what the organization feels like it, it's 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 a part of what today's just climate is in social media in general but. Other sports are showing that they're able to do this. Draymond Green has his own podcast. You see players have their own podcast where they can voice their opinion without the media. They record it and publish it themselves. Hockey players don't. Hockey players try to do that. Tony D'Angelo had his own podcast that went off the rails, I'm sure. But, like, (laughs) hockey is (laughs) just—hockey is—I don't know if it is talent. You said it's it's stuck in their ways. And when you said that, like, it didn't click initially, but— the more i think about it and the more i talk about it that's what it is hockey people hockey fans want it to go back to the 70s and 80s brutal bullies fights every game you know, players risking dying on the ice like that's but,
1: what's different about our sport. That's what separates our sport to the other ones. I'm I mean, it,
0: no, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't, <laughs> though. And, like, DeMar Hamlin showed that last year. Like, it doesn't. Like, <laughs> athletes in all sports do this. Hockey isn't special. Everyone's like, oh, Matthew Kachuk played with a fractured sternum. Hockey players are different. H- other teams wouldn't, other sports wouldn't do Yes, they would. And, and that's what they sign up for. And, and we can transition, transition to that. But, like, it, it, it is a, a lot on, on the media, I feel like. It's just not. Reporting fairly on these players and sensationalizing things for clickbait, which which is unfortunate in in today's society.
2: I don't know I, what the fuck kind of sports are you watching. Yeah, you watch basketball. Fucking yeah. oh, bas-
0: no, no basketball, but like football. Football players. Of course it's a physical sport
1: but that's what I was trying to get at is like that's what drew me to this sport man like obviously I was born into it my parents you know my dad massive hockey fan growing up and shit like that but the violence is what drew me towards it man growing up I was a pretty fucking skinny guy dude like I was a skinny fucking kid you know it wasn't much to me but what I loved about hockey is like you can get your fucking ass kicked but you can get back up. I'll you know, right and on. that's an opp- that's an opportunity that I didn't have at other things. You know, like, well, are we are gonna get enough? F- you know, start fighting kids at school? I'd fucking get my ass kicked, right? But in hockey, no matter how hard you get hit, or if you get in a fight you can fucking get back up and go out there and do it again. And, uh, you know, maybe I was trying to prove shit to other people and to myself that this is something that even, even the fucking kid that weighs, you know, 80 pounds soaking wet can still go out there and fucking do, right? And that's what I'm trying to say is what separates our sport. Football, if you're small, you're getting crushed. You can do the same kind of thing. But, like, basketball and soccer and, like, baseball, like, those aren't violent sports. The violence is what attracted me to it, man. You, you guys know, You, when is the loudest pop you ever see in a fucking NHL arena? It's when some gets absolutely blown up or there's a fight. And that's what these should be marketing. Because name another sport where you can literally beat the shit out of someone bare-knuckled fist fighting. And all that happens is you go and you sit in a box for five minutes and then you come out. That is the coolest thing of all time, if you ask me, man. So that's what I think they need to capitalize on. Fuck all this. Oh, we're trying to make the game safe now and all this shit. And, oh, let's take fighting. out. Oh, let's get rid of, you know, hits to the head, even though guys are skating with their heads down, coming across the middle of the fucking ice like they own the place, like they deserve that ice. Like, no, glorify that. That's what fucking grows the game. That's what's so special about this goddamn sport. And you know what? If you don't like it, that's fine. I understand that. But you know what? I do like it. I like the violence. Go watch the queue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. You can't even fucking fight in the queue anymore. It's bullshit, man. But like, to me that's what's so fucking great about the sport and even as a young kid uh, you know up to the age i can remember like four years old that's what i always loved about this sport man it's that it teaches you adversity like it's it's something special dude and you know you don't have that in sports like soccer baseball and like fucking basketball and you know cricket or whatever else i don't know maybe cricket's tough as shit who knows but like (laughs) but it's 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 something special, man. It is a fucking special game. and it's it's just a shame that most people don't even get like it's not even on their radar. I
0: do a, have one one other point to what talent said before is w- what's that Leafs like twenty four seven show called? You, you said Keith was on.
1: Oh, the all-or-nothing doctor.
0: All-or-nothing, like, like teams doing that should be more amplified. 24-7, yeah. Road to the Winter Classic on HBO, was one Those of the were... best hockey shows out there. It got me back into hockey. I wasn't a huge Flyers fan late in the late in the late 2000s. I was all baseball, all Phillies, all the time. That 2010 team got me back into hockey, and that 2012 Road to the Winter Classic with Briskolov got me back into hockey, got kind of the Flyers full-time. So, like, that Brilliant. stuff, they've tried to replicate it, but they haven't. Give it back to HBO. Get the mics in the locker room. Get the, get the, not necessarily the slurs, but like the, the stuff that goes on the, the fine line there, toe, the toes the line. Get that out there at HBO. That's what you can
2: do.
1: Hell yeah. Joel, you got anything to add here, bud? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, no, well, I, was, I mean, we we got one more topic and I think it just fit in with the, uh, with that topic, but yeah, just talkies about, um, you know, instilling a warrior culture, warrior mentality. You sacrifice yourself for the good of the team i mean football yeah definitely physical and whatever but i think hockey is is even a step above that in terms of um i don't know there is something special about hockey that you can't find in other sports i think uh both from an individual level and uh collectively with with these teams what they go through like um just just listening to the interviews whatever players like uh obviously every every locker room is great in every every sport but i think that hockey locker rooms are especially tight-knit considering what you do for your for your brother kind of thing just uh you know just look at the lightning what happened when um you know uh speaking of tony d'angelo when he took a shot at somebody the whole fucking lightning just the, the whole <laughs> fucking team just uh, crushed uh, d'angelo and you know mobbed him uh it's that kind of thing that makes hockey special just uh you know it's, it's be corny but uh one for all and all for one kind of thing three musketeers um yeah, yeah, I, I do think hockey is, is great for that. That's definitely one thing I love about it, and that's probably why uh, it won't survive, this uh, fucking sick society.
1: I <laughs> canceled, baby. Not <laughs> even us, just the whole sport. Fuck it. <laughs> Might as well be playing fucking bandy out there or something stupid like that. Uh, all right, Joel, Tasha, this is a good time to transition to our last topic here. Uh, there's been a little debate A lot of it coming from a lot of the Twitter heroes. And I think it's important to remember that the majority of hockey fans are not on Twitter, but it's so easy for us that are on Twitter to see something like this running around and being like, hell yeah, this is the main topic in the sport. And it does get caught on by all the media personnel that do report on it because hell, they're on Twitter and they're on the social media apps as well. But a lot of people are talking about uh, injuries especially more importantly in playoffs you know players playing through certain things obviously you know everybody knows at the end of the playoffs they'll have the full list come out this person was battling through this injury this guy's playing on fucking nubs essentially like uh, it's always happened uh, the controversy lately has been you know uh, is it too much or are, are the doctors you know deemed irresponsible for letting the players play on this uh ryan i'll let you take over here but
0: yeah, I've got two tweets here to read. One from Jameson Olive is the uh, senior digital content manager for the Panthers. He said, Paul Maurice says, Kachuk fractured his sternum on the game three. And that's, uh, he's one of the guys, four four guys with broken bones. He needed to be helped getting get dressed for game four, but still powered through to play a bit. But game five, he couldn't do it anymore. Maurice said he'll be fine. A few days later, Kachuk said uh, he can hold his, ho- hold his head high, knowing I had everything possible to try and play. The end result isn't what we wanted. Such an amazing year, it was a hell of a run. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I could talk with a broken sternum. We touched on Ekblad with a uh, broken foot, multiple dislocations of his shoulder. Abram, whatever. I think Montour had an oblique or something. Like, like these guys are signing up to to, to play hockey. Like I, I understand the other side of it, and I'll play devil's advocate. Like you know what. the the doctors do have a responsibility to protect the players if there is anything life-threatening that's why the concussion protocol there is there that's why they have to go through the testing that's why there's everything there but like with especially with this broken sternum like you feel like it's close to the heart it's close to the lungs it's close to major organs but like as people in the replies are saying it could be like a hairline fracture which is just pain tolerance not any type of damage you obviously also see these guys in past years like bergeron had a fractured or a punctured lung, I think. Other guys are playing with things like teams have these doctors and these these lawyers to make sure they're not putting their players in too much in too much risk. There of like they're not going to risk risk their lives, and if they do, they sign up for it. That's that's you know a, a blunt way of putting it, but that's what they do. Like the Panthers went all out to try to win the cup this year, and they're going to miss a lot of their guys to start the season next year, if not to start a few of the uh, next months to start next season. I also saw saw that Mark Stone is dealing with an injury that will affect him the rest of his career. He'll be in and out of the lineup. So you see these guys, they put it on the line to win the cup because that's all they want to do in their life. And unless it's something life threatening, the doctor should clearly pull them then. But other than that, let these guys go at it. And if they can take the pain, let them take it.
2: It all comes down to personal choice what one values i mean do you want a long healthy safe life boring or do you want a, a violent intense glorious life uh, that's maybe cut short by uh, what what you had to do to get through it and enjoy it i mean some guys sure you just want the long safe healthy life um but others they, they, they want the violence because they, they value something more than their health and i don't see what's what's so wrong with that um you know, if, if you want to cut a few years off your life for uh, winning a cup, for um winning games with your brothers, then I I don't see what the big deal is. Uh, they know what they're doing. They know what they're signing up for, like you said. And, uh, yeah, it's not like they don't know what's going on. They know the risks, but they, they know the rewards as well. And uh, they go for it. They go for it. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, toughness is a virtue, I think, uh, being able to um, endure that pain for the good of the uh, for the good of the goal of the whole team, um, yeah, it's not, not just an individual thing. Like I'm doing this just for myself; it's doing it for uh, your whole team and, and the fans too. So, yeah, it, it just comes down to what you value. Uh, like uh, you, you, a lot of the people like uh, who won the cup, they 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 know that they they trimmed years off their lives and they still said it's worth it. It's fucking worth it to win the cup to lift that thing, that fucking beauty. So, uh, yeah, that, that's that's my take on it.
1: Dude, I've, you guys know where I'm at on this fucking, uh, this isn't even a question to me. You You play her. It's It's what you do, okay? Like, first of all, that's what the fucking money's for, okay? If you're worried about lost life and this shit, well, guess what? You're going to be a fucking jajillionaire or at least a millionaire. I get some people are on the minimum and they only play a little bit. That's a whole different story. But still, uh, Joel touched on it, man. Like, uh, this is the fucking sport. This is what we do. And if you're in the NHL, hockey should be, and chances are, it has been your life. You live it. You fucking breathe it. You eat it. You sleep it. You wake up in the morning, and your thoughts should be fucking hockey. It's as simple as that, man. Would you risk giving away a moment like a Stanley Cup or even in the playoffs like to get to the Stanley Cup just because of a broken fucking bone? Yeah, yeah, no, you don't you fucking play through this shit that's what that's what you do and not even just hockey like you know you see this happen in football to a lesser extent obviously not in basketball but like this is what you do as a player bro this is your fucking livelihood and this is the mindset this is what we're taught as fucking kids man i'll never forget 13 years old i was i had a really good buddy i was close friends we drifted apart a little bit but his name is chris gilbank he get 13 years old this kid gets his fucking collarbone broken on the ice squealing like a fucking pig but you know what they all taught us you get up and you get off the fucking ice and you'd be hurt on the bench this kid's fucking screaming his tits off because he just fucked up his collarbone but he got up from the far corner of the fucking ice as a 13 year old and skated back to the fucking bench dragging his goddamn shoulder i'll never forget it you know I, i haven't talked to that kid in like 10 years but i'll always remember this motherfucker's tough as nails and it's adversity man It's what you do for the fucking game you love. And you know what it does, too? It helps your teammates out. You think to yourself, if this guy's willing to do this, it's what we talked about last time, you're willing to take the hit to make the play, I better be willing to go fucking balls to the wall next time I'm on the ice. Next time I get hit, I better be, one, be willing to take the hit, and two, be willing to fucking get up after and keep fucking playing. Obviously, there's physical limitations. If you can't fucking move, then yeah, You know what? You shouldn't be playing. But to just mail it in because you're a little bit hurt, man, that's unacceptable. That's not what you do in this fucking sport, man. For better or for worse, I think it's for the better because it makes you tough as fucking nails and it weeds out the cans from the cans. And if you can't do that and you're not willing to fucking admit that I'm willing to give my life for this goddamn sport, for this goddamn game, well then guess what? You can have all the fucking talent in the world, but chances are you shouldn't be playing at this level of the fucking league. And you know what, man? It's not even this level. I've seen guys do it in fucking fucking beer league ball hockey theory. I had a, my fucking team captain played with a staff infection for Christ's sakes he had a fucking like pouch sewn into his fucking chest we were in the fucking playoffs in the finals game we ended up losing but fucking the mill still came out there and played so it, it just installs a fucking mindset in you from a young point of view that you can build on and can do some good even if you don't make it to the NHL but if you're in the fucking NHL you play hurt man Like it's absolutely unacceptable to have anything less than at least try you put that fucking gear on you do your best if you're a detriment to the team and you're like hey we're we're fucking losing because this guy can barely skate Tony's sitting here on fucking one leg or something stupid like that then like yeah i get it but like you have to try man you have to try it's giving a shit it comes down to simply i give a shit and i fucking want it more than the next guy Yo, and that's what wins champions that's what makes champions
0: yeah i love, love it per- I love perfectly hockey. put
1: yeah i love hockey so fucking much boys. I don't know. Anything else? Anything else to touch on? No, this I, that, that,
0: that, that's a fantastic note to go out on. I, I
1: love that. all right here. Uh that pretty much wraps it up. Uh I already go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Eric website. That's the place to be. Nothing literally fucking literally flies. Literally nothing going on in the world of sports. Uh, that's not true. There's baseball. There's NASCAR doing its thing. Fucking boring old F1. will be doing stuff eventually. Uh, Argos, we got a fucking CFL doing its thing. Obviously, I think USFL's gearing towards playoffs. Anyways, there is stuff going on in the world of sports. There's still golf and shit going on. You can find all that information at the SGPN website. Uh, that's UFC. The place-
2: UFC. UFC. Shout out yeah. to the old gray beard.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, we love our boy fucking Jeff Fox. There's been a nice peace between us for the past couple months, so that's always good. Uh, go to the SGPN website, read the articles. A lot of love goes in the articles. Be sure to check out the other shows. Uh, check out Baseball Money is Fake with Ryan and Blake. Those guys are absolutely always killing it. Uh, and, of course, fuck a burpee uh shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord uh still lots of stuff going on in the discord man people are having a good time lots of conversations going along people are talking starting to speculate a bit about next year obviously we got the draft coming up we got free agency coming up as well so we'll have some uh some in-depth dives into those two events uh in the not so distant future be sure to keep an eye out for that i think the draft's on the 28th and uh the free agency obviously is on july 1st so we'll we'll try and have something cooking for that um and yeah man shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord if you want to get in the discord reach out to myself or ryan on twitter we'll point you in the right direction you can also reach out to the hgp twitter account we'll be sure to get you in there as well or you can i i didn't fucking plan anything bro so joel uh, if you see joel just walking down the street just be like hey i recognize this fucking guy joely how do i get in the discord but if you're not in you know the bc vancouver out to outer vancouver area then i guess you're just straight shit out a lot.
2: Yeah, a few uh, few announcements. At, uh, at least, at least you won't see uh, people on the bus uh, smoking crack.
0: Smoke crack? Yeah, yeah, ask the crackhead. Maybe he'll yeah, go. Yeah, maybe go, go to he Vancouver, might. go on a bus. Uh, hopefully, you sit next to Joel. If you're a crackhead, you probably will. And try to steal something out of his bag, and then he'll yell at you. And I'll yeah. tell you how you do the Discord. <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't don't uh, don't tune us out. i I got a few announcements here. Uh, Hockey Gym podcast stickers are, are are still here and being sent out. We sent out some to our uh, loyal boy Catfish Air in the Discord. So, hopefully, he'll get those soon and uh, we can send those out. Also, if you're looking to help out with the Hockey Gambling Podcast Twitter account in any way, please reach out to us in Discord or myself on Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely get the conversation going there. Also, make sure you're subscribed, of course, to the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Turn on those auto downloads and leave us a five star rating and review.
1: Alright guys, my name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins94. you also find me going back to Spadina to get some more mushies, baby.
0: Let's fucking go. I love Toronto. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertslb. I'm
2: Joel Meyer you'll find me quoting German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. Live dangerously. Hockey players know this wisdom. The fucking Twitterites do not.
1: <laughs> Peace.